Yeah, Yes, an audio serial, written and read by Daniel Cotier. This story contains adult themes, coarse language, themes of suicide and self-harm. If the contents of this story are triggering for you or anyone you know, I ask you to please call Lifeline on 131114. If you are listening outside Australia, you can find contact numbers for mental health support services on our social media pages. These are found at Yeah Yes Audio Serial on Facebook and Instagram and Yeah Yes Serial on Twitter. Chapter 4, Wednesday, 9th of August, 2017. I take my last breath of fresh air and crack open the door. I'm instantly hit by the generic smell of something mouldy stuck in the back of the fridge. It's rancid. There is all manner of revolting hell in here. There are three protein shakes, so some of this stuff is at least 108 days old. It would be easier to just throw the whole unit away and start again. You need money to buy a new fridge though, so that's that plan, Dad. I stare into it and once again, I don't know where to start. It's impossible. One of my brilliant suicide ideas a few weeks back was to get in the fridge and shut the door. I read somewhere that you can't open a fridge from the inside, so I'd suffocate but not make a smell so the neighbours wouldn't find me. I followed that thought and realised that eventually the electricity would be cut off or the landlord would come over and look in the fridge and there would be a cold blue Joe thawing. So it was back to the drawing board. On the bottom shelf inside the door is a forgotten bottle of Chardonnay. I spin the lid off and take a sniff. Old, but with a bit of luck the extra fermentation time will have yielded some extra alcohol to see me through. I take a sip. The first of the day, and a chill runs down my spine. It's oaky and tanniny, but not unbearable. I keep on trying to think of ways to kill myself that won't have an impact on other people. My best idea so far is to get the bus to Clavelli Beach and wait until the sun goes down and there's no one around. Then swim out past the inlet into the open water and slip my wrists, so sharks come and eat my remains after I've drowned. That way, there's no body for some child to find, and no one else will be traumatised. A nice, quiet exit. My phone rings, and it breaks me out of my suicidal ponderance. Celia Mitchell, shit. I've dodged her calls for the last fortnight. If I dodge them any more, she might freak out and call the police. Or worse, turn up and check on me. I neck the last third of the wine bottle and slide my finger across the shattered glass on my screen. Hi, Ma. Nice of you to answer. Her tone is disapproving. How are you? Not bad, thanks. Just cleaning out the fridge. I take a big breath and withdraw the vegetable crisper. A soup has formed from the goopy old vegetables that have aged to the point of liquefaction. I can see the hat of an eggplant in there and the plastic shell on top of the artist formerly known as half a cauliflower. I turn on my heel and race out to hold the gelatinous mixture over the bin. Gravity starts to take it, the cauliflower wrapping breaking free and parachuting down to its demise. The rest is a little more resistant but comes away with some sturdy shakes. My stomach heaves. Oh, well, that's good to hear. How's the job hunt going? Good, actually. I forgot to ring and let you know, but I got a new job at a cafe in Newtown. 
I ditch the crisper on the grass and turn the hose on, shooting it with the hard stream. It rolls away under the pressure. I leave it there to dry and get the fresh air that it's earned. Not a graphic design job, then. Nope, not a graphic design job. She sighs down the line. Then I don't understand why we paid for you to go to university to get the degree. I grab out a half-empty egg carton and an old plastic container from the fridge and proceed with them to the bin. I'm more than a little tempted to drop the phone in too. Nor do I, Mum. What's the cafe called? The intersection. Uh, It's very... colourful. If she knew I was working at a cafe with pride flag tables, her conservative small-town head would explode. Then, if I told myself a year ago that I would be working there, I would think mine probably would have to. Well, that sounds fine. Her tone begs to differ. Is the second element of the miracle of birth that you master a simultaneously totally blank and utterly scornful monotone? I only see it in mothers. How are you, Ma? I'm fine, thanks. That's good. And Dad? I spin the lid off a jar of chilli paste and sniff. It passes the test and goes back into the door. He's good. Only 11 months until retirement. Wow, he's really on the home stretch. My neck is getting sore from jamming my shoulder up to hold the phone in place. I put her on speaker, but I fell in a pool on Australia Day two years ago, and even after a few days in a bag of rice, I couldn't resurrect that part of the phone. Yep. She takes a deep breath. Our chats always get to this point, and she always covers it with some sort of grim news. I examine a mouldy cut of bacon and some grey mints as I throw them into the bin and wait for... I wanted to ring and check that you're all right about the plebiscite. Oh, that's not what I thought you'd say. Uh, the what, sorry? The plebiscite on marriage equality. They announced today that it's going ahead. I return to the fridge and start to sniff at the other jars in the door. I don't know what you're talking about. What is it? It's a postal vote. They send out ballots to everyone on the electoral roll and they get to vote on whether Australia gets gay marriage. I furrow my brow at the unidentifiable deli bag of something in the back corner. This seems to be the culprit of the stench. Why would they do that? Because that's what Tony Abbott promised in the last election. I hold my breath and try not to gag at either the stinking bag or the mention of Tony Abbott. I stopped engaging with the news when he was elected, which explains why mum is more ahead than I am about this plebiscite. I ditch the bag in the bin. So, if we all say yes, does that mean we get marriage equality? No, it's non-binding. Everyone can say yes, and if the government don't want to do it, they don't have to. I feel anger in my gut. And what's the point? They keep their election promise. She pauses. Is this really the first you're hearing of it? Yeah? You need to engage with the world more. Mm, I'll try, Mum. I extract what was once a loaf of bread and is now a blue, white and green celebration of time. Like I said, I'm cleaning out the fridge, so I'd better go. Well, good luck with that. Thanks. Bye. Chat soon, please. Yeah, bye. I hang up. I can't bear the awkward, who will be the one to hang up, I don't want to look rude complex that comes with the end of phone calls, so now I just hang up. I ditch the bread and look at the shelf that is now empty and the two others which are less full but potentially more disgusting. I shut the fridge and wash my hands. I've done a third. I can have a little break and look up this plebiscite thing. I Google Australia gay marriage. 
I used to get a lot of info from Facebook, but since the 2016 American election and Brexit and Mark leaving, it all just made me too sad, so I deleted it. Plus, Mark got all our friends in the breakup, so I'm not invested in anyone's news. He got the friends, but I got the little red knife block man, so who's the real winner? Now, the internet for me is just YouTube, Pornhub and Grinder. I read a few articles and my mind feels like I'm looking at the stories from a great distance. I knew nothing about this. Guess I'm putting the pleb in plebiscite. The more I read, the more I feel guilty because I kind of don't care. I won't be around to see it or benefit from it. But then I see the cost. $122 million. That's the price you pay when you're too scared to rock the boat that you want to stop. I wonder if they'll send Mark's vote here. I got the letter about his renewal for his license a few months back. I tucked it quietly into the Mark drawer in the hopes that he'd be out and about and get a fine. Those letters would be from the same database they send the postal votes to, surely. I feel that anger in my gut again, so I turn back to the fridge. Being angry is always a good motivator for me. Depression makes me sleepy, but anger I can channel. It's time to make this fridge my bitch. Yeah Yes is written, read, produced and directed by Daniel Cotier. Music, editing and sound engineering is by Nathan Barraclough. If you have any queries or concerns, you can contact us at yayesaudioserial at gmail.com. Tune in next week for the continuing adventures of Joe Mitchell. Thanks for listening.